And even though you are recognized at a certain leadership level or rank in your company, your business isn't actually performing at that level. And this brought forward a whole new level of imposter syndrome that I didn't even know existed. Hello, my love, and welcome to the Boldly Courageous podcast. My name is Melissa Martin. I am a business and embodiment coach and creator of the Boldly Courageous community. Just like you, I've walked through some dark seasons in life, and I know what it's like to start over again and write a new story. This podcast is here to activate you, to show you what's possible when you embody your power and walk with courage and fear in the pursuit of what sets your soul on fire. Each week, you will hear authentic conversations with thought leaders and visionaries as we dive deep into topics such as spirituality, business, money, relationships, sexuality, and so much more so that you can fully embody your boldly courageous self. Are you ready? Let's drop in. Hey, real quick before we dive into the episode, I need to let you know about something really, really special to me. So if you're anything like me and you've had this calling on your heart to start a podcast, but you have no idea where to start, I want to introduce you to the incredible team that I have worked with literally from day one of launching Boldly Courageous over at Podcast Co. They have just released a self-paced course called Launch Your Fucking Podcast. This program will literally take you through step-by-step of launching your podcast from start to finish. You will learn everything about how to create and find the foundation and mission of your podcast, how to come up with the perfect name, get super clear on your audience and the structure of your show. Also, you will learn how to record, how to produce, how to edit, and also hosting, music, creating the perfect cover and building a successful launch strategy. Basically, by the end of the program, you will have launched a podcast that feels authentic and expansive to you, labeling you as the expert that is ready to impact and grow your audience in whatever phase of life they may be at. So all you have to do is go to the link in the show notes, use code boldly courageous at checkout, and you will get a hundred dollars off the launch your fucking podcast course. So now let's jump into the episode. Hello, my love, and welcome back to the Boldly Courageous podcast. As always, I am so grateful that we get to have this conversation, that you are here with me today, and that we are walking with courage and fear in pursuit of what sets our soul on fire. And today I want to talk about imposter syndrome. This is a topic that comes up regularly in every circle, every community, every conversation when it has to do with growth and expansion and business. I have felt imposter syndrome at the deepest level, and I have also felt confidence at the highest level. And believe it or not, there are so many parallels, connections, relationships between imposter syndrome and confidence. And this is a thread, a thought, a feeling, a knowing, a download, whatever you want to call it, a code that was given to me mm, over the summer sometime. I was in this practice of 
journaling every single morning, waking up first thing in the morning and journaling future gratitude, like writing out experiences as if they had already happened. And it just unlocked something within my awareness that was really beautiful. I will probably go back to this exercise, but I started to unlock these layers of radical self-awareness that just provided me with the opportunity to see things in a way that I had not seen them before. And this understanding of the duality of confidence started to come forward for me. And I started to really realize that there's so much more to building confidence than just a process. And there's this energy and texture about confidence in people that is palpable. And confidence is not confidence is confidence is confidence. Confidence has different layers to it. There are different archetypes of confidence. There are different types of confidence. And so if you have not been around for a while, the Boldly Courageous podcast is really all about providing you with a place and a space to gain access to the tools and resources for you to live a boldly courageous life. And part of being bold and part of having courage is doing things that scare you, taking messy action and building confidence. And throughout my career as an entrepreneur, which started in the end of 2012, even throughout my professional career, when I worked in the financial service industry, I started to become acutely aware of patterns and processes to building confidence, not only for myself, but for the dozens of people, thousands of people I have coached through a variety of different mediums, whether it was through health coaching, building a network marketing business, private coaching and mentorship, group programs, masterminds, retreats. I have coached people through every level of embodiment when it comes to confidence. And I started to notice a pattern. And this became the framework for one of my signature workshops that I hosted back in December of 2021 inside of the Boldly Courageous Facebook community, which by the way, is a community for you to gain access to free resources, to connect with other like-minded women, to get inspired, to hear about different containers and programs and offerings that I have and invite you into them. So Bold Moves was a masterclass that I did back in December of 2021. And in this masterclass, we went through the phases of building confidence and what it looks like when you get an idea and you move into fear and resistance, and then you take messy action and you gather feedback of what worked and what didn't. And you, you know, you decide, okay, I'm going to do it again. And you refine your process and you repeat over and over and over again. So part of the roadmap to building confidence is repetition and action. This is how we build mastery in anything. I mean, we can look at this from a very basic level of watching a baby learn how to walk. They first learn how to crawl, but they stand up, they fall down. They stand up, they fall down until they figure out what their center of gravity is, where their balance is, how to walk, you know, how to stand. And then they can confidently walk until they can run, until they can ride a bike, until they can throw a baseball, until they can climb a tree, until they can 
show up on a Zoom chat till they can stand on stage in front of 20,000 people till they can record their first podcast episode, right? It's all about taking action that's not perfect and through the process of repetition, becoming a master. And then we can confidently and competently perform at a high level. So this is definitely a component of confidence. And until recently, I would say in the past six to eight months, I didn't realize that there are more layers to this. So the next masterclass is coming. It's going to be next week and it is called Bold Moves 2.0. If you have not already registered for it, please do so. It is free. It will be inside the Facebook group. You can click the link in the show notes to have access to it. And if you are listening to this episode after it's already gone down, you can still access it by clicking the link or you can join the Boldly Courageous Facebook community. But I want to talk to you today about imposter syndrome. And I used to think that imposter syndrome was rooted in comparison. So I remember when I first got hired into the corporate world right out of college, I was working for a financial service company and I was hired in sales. And the first, I want to say like six or eight weeks of my job, I was in training and training to learn how to use the phones, how to talk about the products, all the things. And then while I was in training, I became an inbound rep. Like I would take inbound calls. I didn't have a territory. I wasn't assigned to anything yet. It was really like a training platform. And I want to say I probably did that for like six months. I can't remember. It was a long time ago, 2005, I want to say 2006. But the first, like, we'll just say six months was really all about product knowledge, sales knowledge, getting comfortable with the system, um, an opportunity for my managers to give me feedback, coach me on my process, refine it, right? So I could build confidence in selling. And throughout that process, that training process, I was being vetted to figure out based on my personality, my energy, my style, my acumen, what territory I would be most suited for when it came to my job. And I remember when I was assigned my territory, it was New York City. And New York City is one of the, if not the top financial epicenters of the country, if not of the world, right? It's where the New York Stock Exchange is. It's where, you know, when you think about New York City, you think of financial advisors and you think of brokers. And I remember being assigned to that territory and I felt like such a phony and a fake and an imposter because I felt like there were other people that were so much smarter than me and had been with the company way longer and would have been much more equipped to be in that territory than me. And I was so terrified and I felt like such an imposter, meaning I didn't feel like I belonged. And so the root of this imposter syndrome was truly coming from comparing myself to others and feeling unworthy. And the next time imposter syndrome started to come up was in the lens of network marketing. When I started to build a business and I started to 
compare myself to other leaders. But then what happened was something shifted in this understanding of what imposter syndrome was. A new layer was revealed. Not only was there imposter syndrome because I felt like I didn't belong or I wasn't good enough, right? There's a comparison side of imposter syndrome that comes from a worthiness. I'm not worthy of this kind of a relationship. I'm not worthy of those types of friends. I'm not worthy of making this much money. And so therefore I don't identify with it. And then when I receive it, I don't feel worthy. And I feel like a fake or a phony, or I feel like an imposter. Like who am I to be dating this person? Who am I to live in this house? Who am I to have this job or drive this car or have this kind of money or manage this territory or do network marketing or be chosen to speak on stage, right? So there, that, that is one layer of imposter syndrome. But another layer presented itself when I was in network marketing and I really didn't fully understand the magnitude of this layer of imposter syndrome until probably six months ago. Because I was asking in my meditations to my higher self and my guides to show me the places where I had been out of integrity. And when I saw the places that I had been out of integrity, it was really challenging. I mean, it like knocked me out for probably a week and a half because I felt deep shame and guilt for ways in which I had been showing up for things that I had been doing, which were so subtle and under the surface that I didn't even have the awareness of what it was bringing forward in my life. And so this imposter syndrome that I'm talking about is rooted in manipulation and it's rooted in a false pretense of who we really are. It's like wearing a mask to hide who we really are because we want other people to tell a story about who we are because we don't believe the story. And so how this showed up for me in network marketing was strictly and simply based on the way that the rank advancement systems work. So if you're not familiar with what network marketing is or direct selling, the way it works in direct selling is that you get recognized at different leadership levels based on the amount of volume or sales that are coming through your entire organization and product, and also through organizational development. So each company is structured differently, but depending on how it's structured, you have what we would call micro organizations or small business owners under the umbrella of your business. And as those micro businesses or organizations grow and reach certain milestones based on volume and recruitment, you then qualify for higher levels of leadership. And these levels of leadership are recognized as what we would call a rank. So it could be a pin level or a rank advancement. And then they, they all have different names. Like in my company, like the, one of the highest ranks was diamond. So if you were diamond, like you had this like really well-rounded and well-developed organization of micro-organizations that were also well-developed and well-rounded. So the goal, of course, was always to reach these new levels of leadership or these new, I, I can't even use the word leadership because the truth is that rank advancement or recognition and leadership are not synonymous with each other. So what I will say is the goal was always to have a high rank because you want to be recognized as a leader 
or you want to be recognized as someone of importance of someone who is successful because the higher the rank, clearly the more successful you are and the more successful you are, the more value you carry and the more value you carry, the more important you are and the more important you are, the more recognition you get and so on and so forth. And so the goal was always to strive for these ranks, which was super fun and cool. When you hit them, you're like, oh my God, I hit this big level in my business and you get to celebrate it. But then what happens is that sometimes your business is not consistent. And even though you are recognized at a certain leadership level or rank in your company, your business isn't actually performing at that level. And this brought forward a whole new level of imposter syndrome that I didn't even know existed. It was that feeling that I'm being recognized as one thing, but if you really knew what was going on behind closed doors, or if you really looked at my business, I'm not that. And so here I am walking around telling a story about my level of importance that I'm telling a story about my worth, my value in the company, my level of leadership, my ability to lead. And that story gets to be repeated by other people because they're like, well, if she's at that level, then she must be this, this, and this. And one day I hope I can be at that level. But if those people who are looking up to me and telling themselves a story about my worth and my value really knew that I actually wasn't performing at that level, what would that say about me? What would that say about my leadership? What would that say about my success and my status in the company? And I just started to feel like I wasn't who I said I was. And I wasn't the only one. I started to see this with other people that were like recognized as high level leaders in the company, but that's not what their business was doing. And it all just felt really icky to me and just for show. And I just couldn't understand why. Why would you want to be recognized for something that you're not? That just feels so fake to me. And so I started to understand a whole new level of imposter syndrome in a way that I had never understood it before. That imposter syndrome isn't really about the unworthiness of I don't deserve this and I'm not good enough and I'm comparing myself to other people. No, that's not it. Imposter syndrome is really about manipulation and I'm not really who I say I am. And if you find out everything that I, that I stand for crumbles. And so therefore I need to work even harder to keep up the facade, to keep up the story. And I'm living in a constant state of fear and anxiety and panic that if you find out that I'm not the thing that I say that I am, that I'm going to be exposed. I'm going to be banished and exiled from the group. I'm going to be ridiculed and made fun of. I won't. And there's a deep fear of not being accepted for who I really am. It's powerful stuff. And so I've started to play with this and see how this imposter syndrome shows up in so many ways in such a fine-tuned, delicate way. And there's such an opportunity to figure out where it actually comes from. What is the why behind the need to manipulate a story that you want other people to tell about you? 
What is the self-worthiness underneath that? So confidence is so tied in with imposter syndrome, because if I feel like an imposter, there's no way that I'm really operating from a true embodiment of confidence. So we're going to go so much deeper into this conversation. So if you're feeling this, if this is hitting you in your gut and maybe you're feeling a little pit in your stomach and maybe you're feeling a little sick to your stomach because you're realizing like, yeah, I've actually done that. Like that's me. I would love to invite you into this conversation in bold moves 2.0, because we are going to break down this concept of true embodiment and what real confidence looks like regardless like of your rank advancement in network marketing or how much money you make or your relationship status. Like we are going to go so deep into this conversation to get to the root of what real confidence is. And I can't wait to welcome you into this container. So go ahead and click the link below in the show notes. If you can't access that, just send me a DM on Instagram. I'm at the Melissa Martin, and we're going to go deep into the idea of imposter syndrome, manipulation, and the two sides of confidence, which is the look at me version of confidence, which is all about the rank and the title and the money and the accolades and the degrees and all of that, which is heavily tied to ego, perfectionism, manipulation, imposter syndrome, comparison, unworthiness. We're going to go there. And then we're going to go into the here I am version of confidence, which is so deeply rooted in self-worth, self-awareness, truth, embodiment, has nothing to do with what you've done in your life and everything to do with who you are being in every single moment. And it's going to be powerful. So I hope you will join us. And if you love this episode, as always, please share it on your socials, tag me. I love when you do that. It lets me know that this episode and the show is speaking to you and it helps us reach more listeners. I love you so much. And until the next episode, live your boldly courageous life. Bye. Thank you so much for living your boldly courageous life with me today. I am beyond grateful for you and this amazing community we are building together. It's truly my mission to get this message out into the world and empower others to step fully into the life they've always dreamed of. I would be so incredibly grateful if you would join me in this mission by sharing this episode with your friends and heading over to iTunes to leave me a five-star review. And until the next episode, remember to live your boldly courageous life. Bye.